and rules under the scrutiny of bosses and management one show breaks all the rules to deliver entertaining compelling and educated radio and stand above all the rest and this show isn't it are you ready for this it's the jojo and scotty's show after the show enjoy hey man what's happening what's going on nothing get ready for a back to school night tonight yeah we had a virtual one that i just i bailed on and i don't feel bad about bailing on it i'd rather just do virtual see my kids in like some special programs right because he has some learning disabilities i guess so I was like, we probably should go and just make sure, you know, he's sitting in the front of the class so he can see and he pays attention. I was like, Maybe we both have to go. My wife's like, well, why don't one of us go? I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go. <laughs> yep. I don't want to go. I'm sure, Liz, we probably both have. How about both parents go because we both care about our kids? I was yeah, like, get yeah. a babysitter from around the corner, pay her a couple dollars, and we'll both go to back to school night. Yeah, here, I, here's why I don't need back to school night. Just send me a letter. What's your name? Okay, has, 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 that's, that's your name, teacher? Okay. All right, I'm good. I don't need to see what your classroom looks like. I don't need to see. You know, I don't need to meet you. I like to sit at his desk, you know, and be like, ah, oh, look. Look at me. I'm back at school. You know, look at this pencil case and stuff. I guess I, I, I just grew up with my mom. My mom was a teacher, so she never went to these things because she had to do it like her own. Like when I had back to school nights, she had back to school nights, so yeah. she never went to my stuff. Nah, she cared about her kids, you know? And it was fine. Like, you know, you, you know when you got to see a teacher as a parent? When your kid screwed up, yeah, yeah, that's when you, you like as a parent, you didn't, you never wanted to see a kid's teacher, yeah, because that means your kid was doing something they shouldn't be doing. Nah, I walk through the hallways, look at the gymnasium, you know, check it all out. Uh, well, I'm sure you're gonna have to wear a yeah. mask. Have uh, fun with that. Probably. Yeah. 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 Oh, 100. percent You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna be telling, they're gonna be handing you, um, uh, the, the what's the, the hand. The hand sanitizer when you get in. Oh, and yeah. They're going to hand you a mask to put on before you go to back to school night. Mount it to the block wall in every corner. Sure. Oh, uh, you can't Yeah, you can't wait. Just a bunch of parents sitting there with stupid masks on. Hey, everybody. It is uh, It's two for Tuesday. We're going to dive in that in a couple minutes. That's back-to-back songs, same artist. You know the deal. We've been doing it for like 30 years here. Uh, yeah, the also- station is 97 years old. Yes. We've been doing it for 97 yes. years. Back-to-back songs, two for Tuesday. You know the deal. Uh, we're going to find a ZXL Workforce Employee of the Day right around 7.15. And we have yet to be uh, to address the issue with the computer. So there will be no first song yeah, in until, the morning. Uh, like I said it yesterday. The Russians have uh, infiltrated our computer system. So until uh, we get that fixed, and I don't even know how to go about getting it fixed because I don't speak Russian. Did you submit a work order in to the crew here? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I don't know what to do, so I can't do uh, my first song in the morning, which is which is one of my favorite things to do. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to figure out. I bought a bottle of vodka in, thinking <laughs> that maybe I could get the Russians to unleash uh, their their stranglehold on our computers. All right, so everybody, we'll take this short break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll get ready for headlines. So don't go anywhere. Do it live! I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! F***ing thing sucks! I'm Scotty. Good morning. Here's some news for you. Child care workers in New Jersey will now be required to be fully vaccinated against the COVID-19 
by November or face weekly testing. That's coming from King Murphy yesterday. The order covers all employees of child care facilities and mirrors the ones currently in place for teachers, health care workers, and state employees. It takes effect November 1st. The order also offers clarification on masking rules in non-school child care settings and will require all employees, students over two years old, and visitors to wear face masks. Yes, students over two years old will be asked to wear face masks. We're still doing this? What about for my two-year-old? He might be two years and one month old. Yes. He has to wear a mask? Yep. Uh, It's not like Disney World where I can sneak him in? Now, he's almost two. Uh, New Jersey is preparing for the recommendation from federal health authorities that people 65 and older and those with underlying medical conditions get a COVID booster shot, said King Murphy yesterday at a coronavirus briefing. Oh, it's all King Murphy today. Hey, my neighbor did a really cool thing with their kid. He has to wear a mask to school, right? Like all the kids? Yeah. They cut a hole in it. Just fine. Yep. Nobody said a word. Uh, The state is working to make sure it has the supply ready to go once the boosters are approved, which could be as early as Wednesday, said the king from his throne on Trenton Castle. Now, will they have to get a booster for the booster? Uh, Or is this the last booster? Yeah, when does it end? It doesn't, because you got to boost up the other booster. From his throne inside the castle. Uh, one more thing he said to us peasants. He was so busy yesterday. Go ahead. Uh, he yelled out from the balcony, New Jersey will host 500 Afghan evacuees, <laughs> said King Murphy. New Jersey's joint base, McGuire Dix uh, Lakehurst, served as an arrival point for many thousands of Afghans who left their homeland as the United States withdrew its troops from the country. It's unclear how exactly the state is helping the refugees, but the the king said the state was eager to assist. Uh, The Biden administration last week began telling governors how many Afghan evacuees from among the first group of nearly 37,000 arrivals are slated to be resettled in their states. I mean, if the government was so concerned with the spread of the coronavirus, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you really lock? I mean, I'm not just saying. Wouldn't you really lock down the borders? Don't you, you know? Why people Stop. in from all over the world without, already. without shots? We know this. It's a fact. Afghanistan has no COVID, but two-year-olds do. I Stop lo- it. You know that's true. I love the immigrants. They've refused the vaccine. They're like, oh, okay, you don't need it. But yet my wife has to have it because she works for a company with over 100 employees. Uh, the whole thing, I don't use the, the R word very your often. Two-year-old, your two-year-old now has to wear a mask at daycare. But no, some guy who wipes his behind with his hand... He comes over to this country. We don't ask him a question. We don't ask him a question about health at all. I hate the R word, but I'm going to say it. This is ridiculous, dude. Uh, that's news. What about sports? Packers beat the Lions Monday Night Football 35-17. Orioles beat up on the Phils. The Orioles beat the Phils yesterday 2-0. You know they've lost over 100 games to Orioles? Uh, they do it again tonight. 7.05 start. Listen to the game right here at ZXL. Phils now three games back behind the Braves in the NL East. There you go. That's news. That's sports brought to you by the original Fudge Kitchen with locations in Cape May, Wildwood, and Stone Harbor. You can visit them online at fudgekitchens.com and comfort now by Bob McAllister because you deserve comfort now. Call Bob at 609-400-1005 or visit uh, iwantcomfortnow.com. Clouds and sun today. High up to 78. Cloudy tonight. Overnight low of 69. Tomorrow for your Wednesday. Clouds. Chance of showers. I have to 79, 69 outside right now. Two for Tuesday, 100.7 ZXL South Jersey's rock station ZXL morning show. Sometimes I think my wife doesn't understand how the real world 
work sometimes and how okay. people and how people function on a daily basis because she has a job. She does sales. So it's kind of like, hey, I get there when I need to get there. And she does her job. And she does very she, well at it. She doesn't have the clock in and out. Right. She's like, yeah. listen, I remember those days, man. You were a minute late. You were late for yeah. work. It doesn't matter what happened on the way to work. You were late for work. That's I what the worked, boss said. They write you up. I worked at a golf course. And uh, it was the first time they had swipe cards. And you didn't have to use a punch card. So you swiped a card. And if you were, say you got there, it's you had to be there at 7 a.m. If it was 7.01 you would lose 15 whole minutes. Sure, so yeah. So it actually didn't clock you in until 7.15. Yeah, yeah. If you were late, so, you might as well sit there until 7.14 so, and clock I mean, you in. And if you're an – and I, you know, it was my first job for me, so I was an hourly worker. You know, that's yeah, – you know, it's it, – it's, it, if that happens a couple times, that's a couple bucks off your paycheck. Sure, yeah. You're losing money at that point. Yeah, so that was uh, – yeah, it was weird. I haven't had to use a punch clock in a while. I, I know we, we – uh, I had had like real jobs in radio, like salary jobs in radio. And I remember uh, me and you went back to a company and, and worked there, and they tried to get us to punch in. I remember that. And huh? I'm yeah. like, what? Like, why? Yeah. They hung the, the, the thing was right and outside the studio. And I'm like, why are you like, we're not, we don't work in a factory. Yeah. We all, we're all salaried employees. Like, I, we all get like, even if a kid is hourly, you know how many hours he works because it's radio. You know exactly how how many hours he's working. Does it matter if we get here a minute before the show or an hour before the I'm show? Like I'm not doing this. It's I'm the like, magic. I'm not and I think enough people just didn't do it that they just stopped it. Yeah, it's the magic that we put on. It doesn't, it doesn't like, matter how long we prep for the show. No, not at all. I'm not Fred Flintstone. So my wife has to call the uh, the tutor. Right, the, the tutor's my kid. Yeah, and she had to uh, she had to cancel the appointment that she had scheduled for him. And the tutor got a little bit, a little bit annoyed at yeah. my wife because yeah, that's a, it's probably a hundred dollar check, seventy five dollar check that she's not making. And she calls her the night before, and the tutor's like, "Well, I wish you would have told me ahead of time." And it's really just, it's just nonsense. You know, she we end up having to sleep over. This is on Sunday. This is uh, we had like, to sleep over the kids, so it's really not a real reason to cancel. But yeah. just thinking the tutor will just not come to our house, and the tutor's like, "Yeah, well, you should have told me because I would have been able to bump up my day and fit somebody else in." And my wife was a little taken back by that. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, that's exactly the way the I real had, world works. When I had you to have tell a my, schedule, that's what you stick to your schedule. I had to tell my stepdaughter that, where she uh, she got whacked by a doctor's office. They they sent her like a $75 or $100 bill because she missed an appointment. Right. And she was shocked. And she goes, well, I didn't go. What do you mean? They, they sent me a bill. And I said, yeah. I said, did you cancel? She goes, no. Yeah, you and took I go, your time. Yeah, I go, they expected you there. That means they missed a chance to have someone actually go and utilize that time because you just didn't cancel. That's why they usually tell you you have a, a, a time frame to cancel. She goes, I never cancel. And I go, well, then you're lucky you haven't been whacked with more <laughs> charges. And I, I had to explain to her, I go, you need to cancel because they need to then, like you said, allow someone else to use that spot because if not, they're they're losing money. Yeah, that doctor doesn't. He doesn't make fifteen or twenty five dollars off the copay. They bill the insurance company hundreds of dollars. Yeah. That's a hundred dollar loss. So when you just don't show up, that's they lose a ton of money. And yeah, eventually they had enough, and now they're charging you. And you know, and if you don't pay, it's gonna go against your credit. Yeah, it's like this woman didn't make money, and then I was like, and you've ruined her kind of yeah. her day. Like she could have scheduled somebody else in there who might be on hold to get their kid to read. I was like, and our kid's not a good reader. Why are we canceling on a Sunday morning? Because he's tired? No, no, no. This is the way the real world works. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's common courtesy there, guys. It, it, yeah, it is. It, and, and that's kind of... Because you know what that tutor's telling your wife? 
you don't think what I do is important. Sure. Yeah. And she even said, listen, uh, your kid needs it twice yeah. a week. We try to scale it back to once a week. The lady's like, nah, you won't get the results. I'm telling you right now, it's a professional, and I want to make money. Yeah. <laughs> you have to come two well, times two, a I week. Mean, and two, that's what the woman's looking at, too. All right, well, you know. Maybe I was looking forward to that seventy-five dollars. Sure. I don't know what it is an hour. You know, yeah. fifty dollars an hour or whatever it is. I, you know, hey, you know, that's a nice hundred dollars for my, you know, a Sunday morning. Yeah. And I was expecting that, and I didn't get that. Yeah, it's it's. You just want to be you want to be courteous, right? Exactly. But I was talking to somebody yesterday, and now with uh, with no one wanting the work, right? Uh, employees now feel like they can just call out because they know they can't be fired. Yeah. So I was talking yeah. to a business owner yeah. yesterday, and he's like. He's like, they call out five minutes before their shift or five minutes into their shift. Yeah. And he goes, and they know I can't fire them, <laughs> so they hold all the power. And he goes, it's a weird shift in, 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 the, in the power dynamic. But he's right. He's like, I need them, so I'm up against the wall. Yeah, go ahead, fire me. Well, I can't really do that. I'll see you tomorrow. So he knows that if they're hungover or, you know, you know they just don't want to show up to work. They can just call up whenever and be like, yeah, I'm not coming in today. Yeah, that job will be there when you get back. And it's because no one wants to work. Shame, man. Damn shame. Uh, look, we get back. We'll, uh, we'll knock out some rock news. JoJo and Scotty, rock news. It's just continuing to be a bad month for the Rolling Stones. Sarah Dash, the singer known for her work alongside Patti LaBelle, Keith Richards, and the Rolling Stones, has died at the age of 76. She's a local girl, uh, hometown of Trenton. I guess that's uh, where she uh, ended up passing away. Today I grieve with the city of Trenton and the worldwide community of fans. Our resident legend and Trenton's very first music ambassador, Sarah Dash, has passed away, said the uh, mayor of Trenton. Everybody's getting older, man. Uh, well, 76 is pretty young, though. So she uh, she opened up for the Stones early in their career, right? And she uh, she had some popular R&B tracks. And then I guess she teamed up with Patti LaBelle, and uh, she was part of the band LaBelle, which had a big hit called Patti LaBelle. No, the band LaBelle. Yeah, oh, LaBelle? I don't know LaBelle. Yeah, it was Patti LaBelle's band, and they had a huge hit, which later was covered by a bunch of pop stars. Couldn't tell you. You know, come uh-uh. You are LaBelle. the number one mobile DJ <laughs> and have been for 30 years in South Jersey. You that's, can't tell me. Give me the hit it's that not LaBelle respect. had. Respect no, is Aretha That's Franklin. Aretha. Now, this this woman, who, who uh, Sarah Dash, who just passed away, she was in the band LaBelle with Patti LaBelle, and they had a huge hit. It's not Pink Cadillac. Come on. Come on. Come on. No, that was, uh, that was, uh, that was somebody Nat else. Nat Cole's Nat, daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Natalie yeah. Cole. Come on, it was redone in 2001-ish by a bunch of pop stars. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, hey, sister, go. Lady sister. Marmalade. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. That was her biggest hit was being in LaBelle. Well, I'd be terrible on Jeopardy. Uh, she uh, she also uh, helped out with Carol King on You've Got a Friend, The Rolling Stones, Wild Horses, and uh, of course, then went on to uh, to form a group with Patti LaBelle and put out the song "Lady Marmalade," which later was a big hit with uh, who was that? That was Maya Pink. Uh, uh, who was the Who was the girl? Uh, who was the girl who worked uh, with Biggie? Not li- oh, a little Lil Kim. Kim. It was Lil Kim. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. all did a cover of Lady Marmalade. Yeah. Dies uh, at seventy six. Christina Aguilera was in that in that redo. She died at seventy six, but she was Trent ninety. 
Uh, hey, you know what? Good for Trenton. But, uh, yeah, Sarah Dash will miss you. So just another loss for the Stones, man. I guess she did a lot of work with Keith Richards as a backup singer. She did a lot of work with the Rolling Stones. Like I said, earlier in her career, she even opened up for the Rolling Stones. It looks like Twisted Sister, you know, they say they're done, right, that they're never going to get back together. But J.J. French and Dee Snider both said, eh, maybe for charity. You know, if we need to do something at a bowling alley. You know, charity where they get half and then we get half. You know, one of those, you know. Well, it's funny. J.J. French is being interviewed. And, they, you know, the question comes up. Do you, you think that the Twisted Sister will ever get back together? And he said, well, the last time that we were off and got back together, 9-11 caused it. We did a bunch of 9-11 shows, you know, to raise money. And uh, he said, I hope it's not a disaster like that again. Yeah. But he said, you know what? I've done stuff for my daughter. I guess his daughter needed to, has an eye issue, and he had to raise money for his daughter. So Twisted Sister got back together for that. You know, bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs. He said that uh, D and some other people do like motorcycle rallies. He said maybe we'll do something for that. He said it's probably going to be one-off shows, but we'll never go out and tour again. Probably has Twisted Sister. So they don't care about the money then, because there's no money in the other stuff. They got you know? Twisted Sister money. Oh, They're good. Good. Yeah, a couple forty-fives. You know, D. Snyder was on a uh, Celebrity Family <laughs> Feud. He's good. He's got that Twisted Sister cash. Uh, Guar. I know you're a big fan of Guar. They've teamed up with a company called Fanaplay. And they've announced digital collectibles. Uh, so it's going to be NFTs. That's that thing. I don't know what they are, but they're called NFTs. It's weird. Like, I would buy something, like something that, that nobody else has, but it's on my yeah. phone. It's a digital pic, Like a digital. It, no, it's a shame. It's almost like baseball cards are now going to be pictures, but there's value in the pictures because not a lot of well, pictures are out there. You can now get Guar NFTs. The limited edition collection will be available for purchase beginning uh, yesterday. At noon at fanaplay.com forward slash Guar. I can get a Guar rookie card, is what uh, you're saying? Guar's lead singer, the Berserker Blother. Oh, Jesus Christ. I uh, had this to say about the release. Our manager, Sleazy P. Martini, oh, tells me that these NFTs, our fans will get some cool original never seen, never before seen Guar art. They can own a little piece of the Guar universe. He also tells me that if we sell enough, I can buy lots of curly fries. <laughs> That's that's from the lead singer, the Berserker. What am I laughing at? Gwar's doing, doing just fine. Uh, Gwar said, we're thrilled to be bringing limited edition digital assets to the incredible fans of the iconic band Gwar. Uh, oh, this is the guy from Fanaplay. Uh, NFTs offer bands a new and creative way to express themselves to their fan communities. Do you want to uh, do you want to know which which uh, NFTs you can buy? I've been waiting. Sure. So there's only ten. They go for two hundred and fifty dollars a piece of the Scum Dog Legionnaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are 50 at $40 a piece of Slave of Guar NFT. And then there's 250 limited edition NFTs at $20 a piece for the Bohob for Life. I wonder if they're just putting their toe in the water to see if this works. Because you notice, like, a, there's not a Billy Joel yet. Like, like real guys <laughs> haven't haven't gotten into this. You mean there isn't a Gordon Lightfoot no. NFT yet? <laughs> we're gonna see. How, we're gonna see if it works for Guar. There you go. Some rock news for two you. Two for Tuesday at 100.7 ZXL South Jersey's rock station and the ZXL Morning Show. Do you have this problem as you get older? Probably. Yeah. I, I hurt like you do. I pee a lot. <laughs> Dude. I, and I drink it, especially because I'm on this, like, no drinking kick. So I'm drinking a lot of water, a lot of coffee. And uh, I I honestly, if I'm in the car, I can't go more than, like, a half hour, 40 minutes without having to stop somewhere. And thank God. And in COVID, this was hard, man, because they closed down fast food spots. 
Wawa's. Yeah. I would have to go to a gas station Wawa, and they, I, I would have to go, you know, day, number one. And uh, and so luckily they uh, they started, you know, they, they have bathrooms that I could use. I would say three out of the five days when I'm driving home, I have to think whether to stop at the Wawa's. It's, it's about five minutes from my house because I've got to go so bad because I, yeah. I drink water here. Yeah. And I try and just, I, you know, I try to squeeze it all out before I leave here. But I don't know, man. By the time I'm like 40 minutes into my ride, it's like, yeah, I got to go again. And like, it's like, what's the move? Like, I don't know. Do I, I can't pull over. You can't pee on the side of the road. You can't, you know, jump into the woods because you get busted for that. It's I've like, done that, though. But I've been play- I, I've, I've done that where I know that I'm not anywhere near a Wawa or a fast food joint, and I've just pulled over to the side of the road and, and ran out into the woods. Like, is there not something? I, I guess there probably is. You know, some type of thing. Like an astronaut pee bottle would be awesome that I could somehow. I know guys who do that, and I don't want to pee in my car. Dude, I, we worked with a guy who his car just smelled like urine all the time. That's because he was old. He actually pissed he his just pants. Would, yeah, yeah, he would pee his pants in the car. <laughs> yeah, that was that was yeah. really getting old. Let's have this conversation 30 years from now when we were talking about, hey, man, you ever pee yourself in your car? And I can say yes. Well, yesterday, I, I knew I had like a 40-minute drive ahead of me, and I ran out the door, got in the car, I'm on the road, and I realized I didn't pee before I left. Yeah. And I go, no. I was like, all right. And I had a big jug of coffee, and I'm like, oh, no. So I know I'm going to have to find a Wawa. So I know, all right, there's a Wawa. So now it's like I have, I not only do I map it out where I got to go, but I map out where I can stop along the way. Yeah, we're not young anymore. No, we're not. No. So then uh, so then I stop at this Wawa, right? It's a Wawa I stop at quite a bit. And uh, and I run in, and uh, you know I make my way through everybody, and I open up the, the men's room door. And usually Wawa bathrooms are pretty clean. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy. As I open up the door, hands and knees, he's on the ground. That's ter- That's an awful, awful, disgusting now, place to the be. The first thing I look when I see him, hands and knees on the ground, is look for another guy. Right. Luckily, <laughs> another guy is not there. What rest stop were you in? So the door to the stall's open. He's on the floor of the stall. And I don't know what he dropped on the floor. Yeah. I don't know if they were pills. I don't know if it was contacts. I don't know what. I didn't ask any questions. But he's on his hands and knees on a Wawa bathroom floor, and he's trying to pick up these little. I can I can tell in the split second that I open up the door, it's whatever he's trying to pick up is very little. Yeah, and he's he's literally crawling, hands and knees, on the floor of the bathroom in the stall, trying to pick whatever this stuff is up off the floor. That's got to be drugs, because drugs would be the only I don't thing. Know. That would, you, I would I, have to have a real hard drug addiction to drop drugs. And I would be on the hands and knees, because other than that, I can't think of anything I'm going to take off of that floor yeah. and eat. Like, if I don't know, if I drop well, a, a I, piece I don't of... Know. I, I don't know if he's trying to eat it, but normally, because, like I said, Wawa bathrooms are pretty clean, but guys are disgusting and they miss. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's stuff on that floor that you don't want to be around. So whatever hits the floor... It's a loss yeah, for me. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, I'm. Do- I'm yeah. not. I'm. This guy, no, he dove right down, hands and knees, and he's down there just. And I, I open, and he turns around and looks at me. Yeah. And I look at him, and when we make eye contact, yeah. and I quickly just kind of, just turn away. I run to the urinal, do my thing, and I run out. Maybe he was throwing a proposition at you. You know, uh-huh. making it, make it real quick. I know this guy's <laughs> coming in. So, no, there's going to be one lucky but guy like, who's going to walk through this door. Who will it be? It's not like he popped up when I opened up the door or said, like, hey, man, it's not what it looks like. Right, right. He just kept doing it. Yeah. Now, and I've so got to say. So it, to me, it seems like, yeah, maybe he dropped some pills that were very important to him. Yeah. And he needed to get, you know, he needed to get them. I mean, because you've got to say, a con- even a contact, I'm not putting back in my no. eye. 
gum, candy, well, it must have been very anything. important for him yeah. to go on a on a any public bathroom floor, hands and knees. He's just crawling down, picking things up, and I could hear when he would pick. It had to be pills. Now that I think about it, because he would pick it up and then drop it again, and it would dr- it would drop like a pebble. Right, right. And I'm like, what is he pe- like? What? <laughs> and I'm like, this is all while I'm number oneing. So I'm right. like, I'm trying to think. I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah. Like what? What's going on here? Is he going to kill me, or is he going to start massaging my shoulders? Do you think What's to throw going? a? Uh, hey, man, what you looking for? I was there. gonna be. I was gonna make a joke and be like, "Ah, oh, not judging," you know, <laughs> something like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna shut my mouth because this is where people get stabbed. You know, they say something stupid. Yeah. The next thing I know, there's a knife going through my kidney. Pretend he's not there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. So if you were in a in a outside of Seattle yesterday on your hands and knees in a Wawa bathroom. I'm not asking any questions, man. I hope you found what you were looking for. Weird, too. You had your uh, I'm not gay, but $20 is $20 t-shirt on. So. <laughs> well, I walk out of the bathroom, and this and this old lady's there, and I go, you won't believe what's going on in there, old lady. Martha, open up that door. Look what that guy's doing. Hope that's not your drug dealer. I mean, you got to figure, I don't know how long he was there before I got there. But then I walk in, I do my business, I leave. He's still down there yeah. trying to pick the stuff up. Yeah, nah, don't go in there. He could still be there <laughs> right now. But uh, you imagine how disgusting that is? Yeah, that's pretty nasty, man. Like Real I said, nasty. Anything you need to get off and that like floor, said, you need to survive. Wawa keeps the, the, the bathrooms pretty clean, yeah. but even the cleanest of bathrooms, yeah. I'm not on the... Like, man, even here at work, I'm not I'm not getting down on that floor in our bathroom. No, man. No, that's crazy. Ugh. Uh, look now, how's that guy not have COVID? I call BS to this COVID thing. <laughs> he looked vaccinated. Uh, we get back, we'll knock out some headlines. I got another clip here, man, of a uh, girl who quits her job over the loudspeaker. Oh, we like these. <laughs> this one is at a we've, Walmart in Louisiana. Yeah, we've had them at Walmart's, Targets, and I think there was a um, TJ Maxx we had where people pick up the uh. The intercom system, and then just tell everyone how much they hate their job, and they leave. Which is one of those things, like you've always you, you see it. Like they, they used to put the phones. I think it was Depot. They used to put the phones like on the actual uh, poles yeah. there in the middle of the store. And I guess you know, as a knucklehead kid, you're like, I don't know, that'd be kind of cool. You hit zero, you just pay. Everybody somebody. had that friend that was like, oh, I'm going to do it. And every now and then he would do it, and he'd get as far as like because it, it would make that sound. It would be like ding, 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 and it would you'd know that it was live. And your buddy would always chicken out and just hang it back up. Or you try to get your friend paged over the store intercom. Yeah, that was a good one, yeah, too. Somebody got lost. You know, IP freely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, this worker quit her job after nearly five years in a profanity-laced tirade over Louisiana store's loudspeakers. This is Beth McGrath. All right. Come on, Beth. Which now, is- we, we've talked about it. The last one we listened to, I think it was the TJ Maxx one, uh, the girl was succinct. Uh, she was uh, bright, energetic. She got right to the point. She like had a I plan, said, man. She had it down. She just she she knew what she was going for, and she did it. She didn't give a lot of ums, and you know she didn't stutter. She didn't just kind of ramble on. She had a message. She said it. She hung up the phone and walked out. And I guess the the reason for this is first of all, you want to be the you know you're now the king of the employees. You know you're now the one taking a stand. Yeah. And just pretty much saying what a creep everybody is. This is how, there's two clips here. One, I guess she goes into how everybody's a pervert or the manager's a pervert. So but. that seems to be a thing. That seems to be in in the ones we listen to. 
they always make reference that the manager is always uh, sexually uh, harassing them. And you, pr- you pretty much feel, okay, if you have a, a dud, you know, dud guy of a manager, what's he got? He's hiring a bunch of cute girls. Of course he's going to be a creeper. My wife, when I met my wife, she was working, uh, she was in college. She was working at a... Uh, like Friendlies. No, nah, not a friendly. It Applebee's. Was a, uh, it wasn't a chain restaurant. It was a, uh, a Mexican food place. Uh, the Mexican Food Factory. To f- the, no, it Cheat was a one-off. No, it was a one-off. The woman owned it. It was a one-off. It Taco wasn't Bell. A, no, it wasn't any of these. Oh. So uh, to find out, like the guy had a huge crush. I'm like, El yeah. Polo Chicken. He was a he was a dork manager, and you were like some hot little college boy. Yeah. Of course you did. Did you ever see the movie Waiting? It's perfect. It's it's the creepy uh, restaurant manager who's creeping on the 16 year old hostess. Yeah. He's middle aged. He's bald. And he thinks because he has some power that he's going to be able to hook up with a 16-year-old hostess. I'm trying to remember the story. Either – no, we had left we had left Colorado. So I guess he had the address, and he sent he sent a letter about – You were going to say he sent her some tacos. <laughs> she, he sent a letter. Did you miss me? It was actually a letter, and wrapped inside of it was beans. And, uh, <laughs> and he like pretty much said, yeah, he had this huge thing. I was like, of course he did. Yeah. What do you think this guy's doing? He's a stupid dummy. Uh, yeah, here's the uh, here's the announcement over the loudspeaker. Attention, Walmart shoppers and associates. My name is Beth from Electronics. I've been working at Walmart for almost five years, and I can say that everyone here is overworked and underpaid. By the way, uh, real quick, I hate everybody in electronics at Walmart or They're Target. They're the worst. They, they are. They are the worst. They're never around, and yeah. you got to unlock the video games when I'm going to buy them. So, uh, and yeah. the guy with the key is never around. That guy. Oh, oh, that's Tim. He's on break. He has the key. I got to see if I can find him. I already hate you, but go <laughs> ahead. The attendant policy is bullshit. We are treated from management and customers poorly every day. Whenever we have a problem with it, we're told that we're replaceable. I'm tired of the constant gaslighting. This company treats their elderly associates like shit. Wow. Wow, she's dropping the S bomb. All right, but she's yeah. clear. Yeah, she 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 speaks well. And if you're the guy that says, uh, "By the way, just go ahead and quit," that must have been years ago because now you can't hold on to an employee hard yeah. enough. Uh, yeah, the last sign I saw, I think Walmart was offering eighteen dollars an hour with like a thousand dollar sign on bonus. Sure, yeah, and fifty thousand dollars in stocks. Oh. Yeah, and I think uh, Walmart and Target both are like now also saying they're going to pay for college. <laughs> I don't know. You may want to stay in electronics. Hey, kids, I know you may not think it. You're living in a really good time right now. Yeah. Right? Take advantage of all like, this, I don't please. know. Stock some shelves at Target. Yeah. They're going to pay for college. It saves you $200,000. So here she is, I think, calling out the creepy manager. To Jared, our store manager, yep. you're a pervert. <laughs> Greta and Kathy, shame on y'all for treating your associates the way you do. I hope you don't speak to your families the way you speak to us. Shout out to Comedy, Patty, Shardell, and so many more. Walmart doesn't deserve y'all. Manage it and this job. I quit. One of the better ones we've had, man. She ain't getting that thousand dollar bonus. No. Uh -uh. No. Now, when you go to the unemployment, right, and they say, well, can yeah. we contact your last employer to make sure, you know, this is only up and up? Yeah. They're going to say, no, she wasn't a good worker. Yeah, but then I think they're going to have to fire her. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, because they can't say she quit. Because even if she shows up the next day, they're probably going to be like, no, mm-hmm. we we have to let you go. You mean there's not there's no coming back from that one? Yeah, I don't think she, she it's not like she wakes up the next day and goes, ah, oh, you know, I made a mistake. Maybe I'll just try and sneak in. 
They won't they won't remember what I did. Let's find a better worker for the workforce employee of the day. I got a pair of tickets to go see STP with a brand new lead singer over at the Hard Rock November 6th. If you want to see what it's all about, dial up right now 609-677-107. 609-677-107. If you want to quit, man, quit your job now on uh, this radio show. Imagine that's how that. Scott Weiland quit STP the first time. He actually went with an intercom system oh, yeah? and was like, uh, guys from SDP, <laughs> you're perverts. <laughs> uh, but a big shout out to our guitar tech. They don't deserve you. Uh, STP, Hard Rock, November 6th. Do you want in? 609-677-107. 609-677-107. Dial up. We'll hook you up with tickets to STP over at the Hard Rock, November 6th. We get back. We'll knock out some trash. The Emmys were the other night, and they actually got okay ratings. Uh, Every award show is tanked, right? I I think it it was so bad for the MTV Music Awards, they didn't even report the ratings. That's shocked. I I thought that that would be the one that would start picking up People just don't. I mean, it's especially kids, man. Uh, Kids don't want to watch an award show anymore. And so, uh, yeah. You don't want to watch Halsey up there get her award? You know, the Oscars have tanked. Everything tanks now. But the Emmys actually did okay. Why the Emmys? They got 7.4 million viewers the other night. That's a 16% improvement from last year. So it's still not great. I mean, at one point, they were getting like 20, 25 million people watching the Emmys. But at least it's a boost from last year. Uh, So it was uh, hosted by Cedric the Entertainer. And, uh, And I think it's because people like TV. And they like to see the shows that they like win. Did it get political? See, I didn't watch it. I wonder uh, if they decided it got just COVID-y. to let that. You know, even Seth Rogen made a, a, a bunch of jokes saying, um, why Why are we all here? We're in a small tent and we're coughing on each other. Right. Like, this, is, this goes against everything that we've been saying for years. Makes a great point. You know, and he, yeah. was, he was goofing around, but he was making a point. He's like, they told us this would be outside, but we're in a tent. Yeah. So not it's outside. not outside. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck, he was interviewed about Jennifer Lopez, and he said he's in awe of her and the effect that she has on the world. He sounds like people, when wonder, my wife talks about J-Lo. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to grow old together. Like, Because you don't see couples just grow old together. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't get old. I, God bless her. I think she's 51, 52, something like that. She looks amazing. Yeah, her and Tom Cruise, man. I mean, he looks great. But Ben Affleck looks great, too. Good for Benifer. Well, he's Batman. Just a good-looking couple. Uh, Drake has now jumped into the chicken business. He uh, now has a minority stake in Dave's Hot Chicken, the fried chicken chain. Isn't this what every story where people lose their money, how it starts? Well, I guess it's pretty legit because Sam Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson... Is part owner of it too. Okay. Dave's Hot Chicken is following a celebrity-driven playbook that's similar of Blaze Pizza, which shares a leadership team with Dave's and counts NBA superstar LeBron James as an investor. So. I, lo- I love chicken. I've never heard of Dave's. What is it? Fire Chicken. Dave's Hot Chicken. Dave's Hot Chicken. Never heard of it. So apparently Drake loves chicken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, prosecutors at the R. Kelly sex trafficking trial ended their case Monday after calling dozens of witnesses. Over the past month, several women and two men 
who were Kelly in Kelly's orbit testified about how he groomed them for unwanted sex and psychologically tormented them mostly when they were teenagers that dating courtroom. back to the 90s. The courtroom must look like a high school class. <laughs> it's I, R. Kelly seems like one of the worst human beings ever. Ever. But you can still hear his music on the radio. People still go out and buy his music. They still use his music in commercials and TV and movies. Put on ignition anywhere yeah. you are and people will dance to it. Did you know Britney Spears took a break from Instagram? Yes. No, I didn't know that. She broke away from Instagram last week. She's already back. She, uh, you know, she's getting engaged or she got engaged. And uh, she said she wanted to enjoy her engagement. So she stepped away from social media. When but it they, only lasted a week. When do they finally give her the money? I want her to have the big I, I want them to cut with a truck and just dump the money in the driveway and then see how she spends it. It is going to be fun because, you know, she has this whole conservatorship with her dad. And her dad finally threw up his hands and said, I'm done. I'm, t- yeah. I'm tired yeah. of getting bashed that I'm doing a bad job. And I'm tired of Britney saying that she, you know, she feels like she's in prison. So if a judge says, okay, they're going to hand her all this money. And it'll be a fun watch to see how she she ends. She's going to turn into Michael Jackson. She's going to buy an amusement park and m- monkeys and rhinoceroses. It's going to be it's going to be insane. Imagine being a fiance and Brittany comes up. Look, I bought an ostrich. Yeah. Oh boy. Look, look, look! I bought nine alpacas. <laughs> They're gonna we're gonna dress them up like the reindeer around Christmas. We're gonna put them on a sled. Uh, let's see here. Kanye West. He bought a new mansion. In Malibu, sixty million bucks, dude. Really good for Kanye. Is his house broke? No, he got a deal on it. It was up for seventy-five million. Oh. He got it for sixty million. He talked him down. <laughs> <laughs> good for good for Kanye. I love to be his real estate agent. Uh, uh, Eric Clapton, you know, he's a big anti-vaxer. Uh, he actually played in New Orleans. Uh, he said he would never play somewhere where they had uh, vaccine mandates, but he did. He played the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans, where they have vaccine mandates. He played several songs during the COVID-19 pandemic that were politically charged uh, with right-wing messages during his show in New Orleans. I can't believe that. Smoothie King has her own arena? Smoothie King Center in New Orleans. Wow. Is that the old Superdome? I pray. I, the, I it, think so. I how think would it you is. like to be a player? You got to walk into the Smoothie King Arena every and, uh, Sunday to play. I remember this goes back to the early 2000s. I remember driving by Temple University, and they had a billboard up, and it was uh, for Jessica Simpson. Now, once again, this is like 2000, 2001. Yeah, it was Jessica Simpson was like hot, right? Like she was. She had music on the radio. Is that Dukes of Hazard? No, Simpson? this is uh, Candy Jessica oh, okay, Simpson. Okay. So Jessica Simpson is doing a tour. It was it was Tampax presents. Yeah, sucks, right? Yeah. Jessica Simpson. Yeah, yeah. And that was the billboard. Tampax presents the Jessica Simpson yeah. tour. Must be playing in the Trojan Zone. Uh Metallica's landmark 1991 self-titled album, better known as the Black Album, is back in the top 10 of the Billboard 200 chart for the first time in 29 years. The album increased sales were fueled by various reissues marking its 30th anniversary. This week it jumped from 158 to number 9 on the charts. Good for Metallica. Just fire. What they're they're number they're number 9 with a bullet. Uh there you go. Some uh trash for. Two for Tuesday 100.7 ZXL South Jersey's Rock Station ZXL Morning Show. Uh I won't say where I met him or how I met him. But I didn't meet somebody the other day. And I think it's the first time I met someone who had done this. 
Okay, so not a famous. It's not a celebrity. Not a, no, not a celebrity okay. at all. But this guy did something that I don't think I've ever met somebody else who is, has done this. A mud run. No, no, no. He's not a tough mudder. Iron Man. No, I met a guy who stabbed the guy. That's always that's, that's yeah. a crazy one, man. I put that yeah. up there with gunshots as well. Like, and he was very open in telling me about how he did it. Uh, it's an ongoing case. So, oh, so the case is still open. It was pending. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, now, he claims, and I can only take his word for it, that he was at a bar, uh, and a guy was sitting at his seat talking to his girl while he was in the bathroom. Okay. And he told her, he warned the guy, hey, man, if you keep sitting in my seat talking to my girl, I'm going to stab you. Okay. So he gave so a warning. He got back up, went to the bathroom again, came back, and the guy was back at it, talking to his girl in his seat. So he said that he took a knife out of his pocket and stabbed the guy in the arm. And he said it went almost all the way through the fatty part of his forearm. So it's not a, it wasn't a death shot. It was, no. hey, listen, I told you before, you're talking to my girl. Yeah. I'm going to give you a warning. Now, yeah. now, once again, this is this is this guy telling me yeah, this. Yeah. Um, now, I can also give you some other. Which, by the way, real quick, I don't think any of this holds up in court. If I'm so, the judge, he still stabs somebody well, for no reason. A lot of things don't make sense about this story that he, he, he threw down at me. So then he tells me a story about him stabbing the guy in the arm. And then he said that um, the guy he's, who he stabbed did not want to press charges. But by that time, I guess people had noticed that there was a knife in this guy's arm, and people had called police. Yeah. So the police arrested him uh, because they filed charges. But the guy who was actually stabbed did not want to file charges. What is this badass bar this guy's at where people get stabbed and he don't want to call the cops? He also told me that his, his old lady, his woman, that she took the knife and threw it on the roof of the bar. And that way, it, what a great, what a great broad, what dude! A, what a great yeah. old lady, yeah, to do that for you. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, so this was only a couple days after it happened that he decides to tell me this story. So I don't. To me, uh, the people that I brought this up to all have the same um, uh, response. Yeah, why is he not in jail? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, uh, he's done something wrong. And now I yeah. know what he's going to say. Say, hey, listen, I warned this guy. I told him I had a knife. I told him I was going to stab him. Yeah. I told him not to talk to my broad again. Yeah. But the judge is like, okay, I get where the guy was wrong, but you were wronger. How about that? Yeah, I mean, he seemed legit when he was telling me the story. Yeah. So I want to believe him. Well, there's a lot of details there, too. I mean, even as far as, hey, my uh, by the way, my old lady threw the now, knife up on the roof to hide the evidence. Now, yeah. also, why he's telling me the story, he did also tell me that he has a knife on him right then. Gotcha. So I, I was listening to whatever he said and just going, yep, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever I could do to get him just to go away. Yeah, his old lady walks in. You run to the back. Uh, yeah, well, so here's where <laughs> was so the old lady there. The old lady had enough, and uh, the next day after the stabbing, they broke up. Okay, so he's single. So right? actually, I met him as he was waiting for the bus to with a bag on his shoulder gotcha. to get his stuff from her apartment. Got it. So there's, there's some question marks there. So there was, the you know, he, he and he was he seemed heartbroken. Yeah. You know, maybe he now looks in hindsight stabbing a guy at a bar, you know, where there's blood that could get on some mozzarella sticks is probably not the greatest thing for a relationship. Well, don't you feel, too, that this probably wasn't the first time he's done it? Because he doesn't seem really phased by it. Yeah. Like, it sounds like it's something he's done before. No, no, no. Talking to the guy, I learned a history lesson about him. He seemed like he didn't. He seemed like he, he didn't. 
He didn't live his best life. Gotcha. gotcha. He's made some mistakes in the past. Has he caught a couple blades? Because at this point, I'm like, hey, by yes. the way, I've gotten stabbed he... here, and I show you yes. where I got yes. stabbed. Okay. So I'm glad you're asking me questions because a lot's coming back. Well, I'm me. like the judge now, but I know. Uh, he did say he's been stabbed and shot. Okay. God, yes. that shooting thing is pretty fascinating to me. I mean, he was a big boy. Like, yeah. not like he was like, he, he was like, you know, not fat, but he was like built. He was, was, he this... was a tall guy, big guy. Was it by chance 50 Cent? It was not 50 Cent. It was 50. It was, uh, he was a little bit lighter than 50 I Cent. I wish I had stories to tell like that, man. I mean, listen, like if I had a gunshot, I'd wear a tank top if I got shot in the chest, just enough where you could see the bullet. Yeah. You know how like the girls wear dresses to weddings where you could see the tramp stamp? Just like that. Well, how do you explain to your wife if you're the guy who got stabbed? Yeah. Why are you talking to. Yeah. Well, why yeah, you where got, you come home you and you have a stab wound. Yeah. How do you explain that to your wife yeah. or your girlfriend? Or I don't know, your parole officer. You gotta get that. How, how do you explain that you just have an open wound in your arm? Or are you enough of a badass? Do you stay at the bar, or do you get in the ambulance? Do you go to the hospital? Yes, yeah, like uh, like uh, in a movie where the guy just grabs duct tape and duct yeah. tapes the yeah. wound, and he's like, "Ah, give me a shot of whiskey." Because if you're a local, you can't puss out, man, and yeah. leave at that point. Like, dude, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, well, apparently, I, I got guess, stabbed. He's still here. I guess when the cops came, kind of everyone scattered. Yeah. And like I said, the guy who got stabbed, he didn't want to press charges because he's not a rat. I'd like to check this bar out. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to go to the roof of the bar and see if the knife <laughs> is still up there. I have no idea if this story is legit or not. I'd like to believe it is. Um, I, I, I see some holes in it. Yeah. But, you know, uh, who am I to judge? <laughs> who am I to judge? The guy was interesting. I got to hang with him for about an hour. And then, and then man, in the blink of an eye, he disappeared out of my life, yeah. and I've never seen him again. Keep that mouth shut, you. You know, the bus, I saw just fumes of the exhaust of the bus, and then he was gone. Uh, look, we get back. We'll do a thing called You Think You You Think You've Got It Bad. Now, this guy needs to be picked up by the Eagles. A police officer caught a one-month-old baby dropped from a second-floor balcony in Jersey City. This happened over the weekend. Jersey City police responded to a call of a child in danger, found a man threatening to throw a baby from the second-story building. Uh, the mayor said uh, this on Instagram. Officers set up a perimeter to negotiate, but eventually a man threw the baby like a football off the second story of the building. The officer, Eduardo Matute. Wait, was the house on fire? Was this like a... No, this guy oh. was just like, he wanted to throw a baby. Oh, wow. Uh, he caught the baby. The, the officer caught the baby like a football, like Mike Quick. Uh, he was not physically harmed, the baby. The man was arrested. The investigation is ongoing. The suspect was charged with attempted murder, aggravated assault, and endangering the welfare of a child. The baby was taken to a local hospital. His precaution was later discharged. Jersey City posted a photo of the police officer holding the baby at the hospital and praised police for their uh, work. See, that's impressive because it's not like he's dropping them straight down and you're ready, you're ready yeah. for it. You just see the baby come flying out the window. Like It's like going out for a deep ball. It was you know? a rocket, man. It was like a Mahomes throw. Uh, Samuel Adams has created a new limited edition Utopia beer that comes in a 25-ounce copper-clad decanter with suggested retail price of 240 bucks. It's so strong, it's actually banned in 15 states. The beer, which comes out every two years, contains 28% alcohol by volume, making it more than five times as strong as the average beer and putting it on the wrong side of the law in Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, North Carolina, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Carolina, Utah, Vermont, and West Virginia. 
A total of 13,000 bottles would be shipped to the states where it's legal. The brewery describes Utopia as a spirited blend of multiple batches of our extreme beers, some of which have aged in wooden casks for nearly 30 years. The last batch was finished with 2,000 pounds of cherries, including Balaton cherries from Michigan. Beer experts say it tastes incredible. Okay, we'll wrap it up with this. A UK man made a shocking discovery inside the wall of a home he just bought. Someone was goofing on him. Uh, A spooky doll holding a note declaring that she had stabbed the previous owners back in 1961. (laughs) Uh, And it said, thank you for freeing me, reads the note that schoolteacher Jonathan Lewis found with, quote, Emily in a plastered up cavity under the stairs of a house. Something like that you can't unsee. My original owners lived in this house in 61, he said. I didn't like, uh, oh, no, no, no. This is what the doll said on the note. The original owners lived in this house in 1961. I didn't like them, so they had to go. All they did was sing and be merry. It was sickening. Stabbing was my choice of death. Uh, I hope you have knives. I'd like to do it again. Uh, hope you sleep well, ended the note, which See, was found yeah. with the blue-eyed ponytail rag doll. You're clad, constantly thinking about this. Clad in a pinstripe dress. Uh, the man's alarmed friends urged him to sell the house and move out, but he was just amused by the apparent prank. He doesn't believe the note was from 1961, as the paper looked newer and the kitchen was redone less than 10 years ago. Yeah, I see this pop up on social media all the time, that when you redo something in your house, get like a Halloween decoration of like a skeleton. Yeah. And like leave it in the wall. Sure. And, uh, you know, some some contractors can, you know, some uh, some amigos going to like be pulling down sheetrock <laughs> and, and this plastic skeleton's going to fall on him. You call the police. There's a plastic skeleton inside my wall. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know any better, it's, I'm sure it'll give you a, a, a sure, little spook. You'd be like, whoa. But then uh, I think I would hope that you can decipher a plastic skeleton from a real skeleton. Hey, listen, you know, the doll's not real. You know that, you know, you know, it's a joke, but it's one of those things, man. I don't know. I constantly be thinking about it. Well, you know, the movies that the the, the ones with the people who have the, the doll and the, the Annabelle doll. Yeah, right. That's a, that's based on a true story. But like in the movie, the Annabelle doll looks real creepy. But in real life, the doll was a Raggedy Ann doll, so it's not as creepy. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. in the movie, the doll looks like it would kill you. Right. But in, in real life, they show, like, pictures from the 70s. Yeah, it's just a doll. And it's a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. It looks stupid. It's, it's like, like leaving this, a Transformer in your wall. Big it's deal. It's like, this stupid doll ain't going to do anything. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Those people, they have a bad. You, uh, not so much. We'll add podcasts to the list of things my wife does, where she avoids things that actually need to be done around the house. <laughs> does she want to join our podcast, which you can get <laughs> if you search JoJo and Scotty on Spotify. It's our new daily podcast. Every day, you're going to get the uh, the whole show up at Spotify. Search JoJo and Scotty. My wife does this, actually. Like When, when we brought up podcast, it came up Friday night. Some of the neighbors or uh, friends were over. And like they're just talking. We're all just drinking. And the girls are being kind of goofy and silly. And then one guy says, you guys should do a podcast. Now, being drunk and silly, yeah, podcast yeah. seems like it's pretty cool. But I was like, there's a little bit of work that goes into a podcast. You don't just you know, spew it off. But this is what podcasts are for. This is for women or, or anybody who wants to go and they want to be on the radio. But I'm not sure if they're interesting enough. So my wife wants to do a podcast. Well, that's, yeah, that's the podcast world is that there's so many of them it, you have it's hard to get through all of them like and it's it's it's, it's it, there there's just anybody can do it so everyone does it and there's no real filter right so right. you got to go yeah so it's hard to find good ones from bad ones yeah like i know, you know the one that we go to is is pretty legit like a joe rogan's like there are good ones like good podcasts yeah there are people who like like we like 
a guy who was on a radio show, so he knows he knows how to put a show together. He was sure. on a show called Opie and Anthony, right. and he was half of the show. He was Anthony, so he has a, gr- a good podcast. Joe Rogan has the number one podcast in the world. Mark Marin, a comedian, has a great interview podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are, you know, uh, t- uh, Tim Dillon's another one. He's got a great podcast. A lot of comedians make for really good podcasts. And listen, my wife, I mean, she might get a little bit of a following. She has a little online following. She's like the furniture, like what we're eating. Like, we can't sit down and just grab something to eat. She has to film it. And, yeah. You know, there are some people, I guess, that have such, you know, lonely lives that they actually cling on to that and want to know what we're eating. I find it to be weird. You need to find a. Uh, you need to find your group, and that's what it is. You have to yeah. find something that people can attach themselves to, and that's what you have to uh, hammer home in your podcast. Yeah, she might. I mean, she might get a little following there. You know, it'll, it'll inflate her ego a little bit. She says this to me all the time. She's like, "You should do a podcast." I said, "What do you think we do every day?" Well, that's what. Yeah, this yeah. is this is my podcast. Yeah. This is my three and a half, four hours. But I see words podcast. get thrown out. Like when she says she's going to do a podcast, how is she going to do it? Well, I've got to set up everything. I'm going to hit play and then walk out of the room. Okay. So I don't know. But, but then where's it, where's it going to live? I don't know. She's going to have to somehow find a way to upload. I was like, okay. well, you need you need something to talk yeah, about. That's like, like a big problem. Like like that's that's a big problem when people say they want a podcast. Is they okay? You can do it. Like they made it very accessible now for people to be able to record a podcast. Oh, yeah. But then where does it go? Right. Like, like we go, we do a show every day, and then I take the show that we do. And I, I put it all together, and I put it on Spotify. You throw it out there so to the you, universe. Yeah. If you miss the show that we did. Yeah, the actual show. The show here that yeah. we do every morning. That we plan for. Yeah, that, you can, we ta- that we've done for twenty over 20 years that yeah. we've, we've both worked at. We take that, and we put it on Spotify if you missed it. Just available for everybody. Yes. Anytime you want to get it, you but can do it. But sometimes yeah. people are like, oh, I can talk, and yeah. I'll talk for two hours, and I'll put it somewhere, and people will want to listen. Yeah. And then no one listens. And then I feel bad because then they get bummed out. Like, I we've known people, I've known people, who really think that what they have to say is important. Mm-hmm. And then they've started podcasts. Yeah. And after one or two, they're not superstars. Yeah. And you see very slowly it not become important anymore. And then eventually they just stop doing it. Yeah. Like how I felt when I got fired from this show. <laughs> it's just like that feeling. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we've known a lot of people who are like, you know what? When I talk, people yeah. laugh, or I'm a, I'm, I'm a hot shot, so I'm going to do a podcast, and everyone's going to pay attention to me. And then they do it and realize, man, it's a lot harder yeah. to, to to get my message out there than I thought. I just explained over the rule. I was like, you, you're going to have to have come up with a subject and talk about it. Now, I said, it's fun now because like half of us, we're all, you know, we're all doped up on edibles, and the other half are drinking. Yeah. I was like, it's fun now. But, you know, yeah, put it together. You're going to have to come up with some some type of subject there. It's like when you were dating and you were at a bar and you used to tell girls that they were funny. Yeah. But you only said that to them because you wanted to sleep with them. Sure, yeah. And then then you slept with them and and then you're like, boy, oh, my God, this girl thinks she's she's funny. And now she's like, (laughs) she really, she, like... I don't have the heart to tell her she's not funny. I just said that in the moment. I'm seven Coronas deep, and I want to sleep with her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah, so I, I look, here's the thing. My, now, my wife is very interesting. It's going to be, listen. Well, here's I, the thing. She, she, I, she can make the best podcast in the world, but she's going to have to market it to someone. Yeah, yeah. And that's where it falls apart, is you got to find your audience, and it's hard. There's a lot of people out there, yeah, and they listen to a yeah. lot of different things, and you have to find that audience for you. Yep. So there so you I, are. I wish her well. Yeah. 
Yeah. You so. know, if she needs a stunt guy, I'll be your stunt guy. Perfect. Do, yeah. yeah. I may be third Mike, you know. I'll like, try and oh, today Scotty's going to stick his finger in a socket. It's going to be great because I break her ball so bad on this show that now she finally has a platform to break my ball. Well, I tell, like my wife will say that. She's like, "I get so jealous because you can you can bash me on the air. You can talk about things and spin it the way you want to spin it." Oh. So I tell her all the time I go, "Well then, you oh, go ahead. Yeah. Start yeah. start a podcast." Or call in. Love to have I her would call love in. to have your your point counterpoint. Yes, absolutely. And I play judge. You know, so I think I think your wife's going to see that it's not easy. Yeah, that's right. It's not easy to keep people's attention. Yep. Yeah. Everybody, thank you for your phone calls today. Phone calls are always welcome on the show. Glad we're all a part of it. Stay there, and we'll kick off that rock block. It's Munch Point Seven ZXL, South Jersey's rock station ZXL Morning Show. When you're smiling, when you're smiling, when you're smiling, when you're smiling, I'm over. Smiles with you, and when you're laughing, oh you're laughing, and the sun comes shining through. When you're crying, you bring on the rain. Stop your side, won't you be happy again? When you're smiling, keep on smiling, and the world will smile. Good morning. I agree. I'd like my two nuts on JoJo's mom's chin. Couldn't have done any better by somebody who's as weird as he is. Good morning. Yeah, we're rocking. Hey, thank you. You guys are the best. Don't forget to wear something sexy when you take them there breakfast. Hey, how you doing? Yo, keep me laughing, man. You guys are great. Ah, they're not right. <laughs> Good morning. You guys are still there, huh? Hey, Jojo. You are the ultimate knucklehead. This is the radio. That's a DJ. No, I better. Like, if you were on it, I would listen to it. Thanks, man. Getting up in the morning doesn't suck anymore. Today's show was brought to you by the letters W, T, and F. JoJo and Scotty. End of discussion!